you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, grant that today you would raise us up on eagle's wings, that you would bear us in the palm of your hands. Lord, grant this day that we would give ear to your word and take it to heart. In your name we pray, amen. Have you ever noticed how often our solutions seem to create new problems? Prohibition was meant to solve the problem of alcohol abuse. It, in fact, increased it, but it also... uh, led to the creation, at least in part, of the Mafia. Our support of the Mujahideen in Afghanistan was meant as a solution to the the problem of the Russians invading Afghanistan. But that led to Osama bin Laden led to Al-Qaeda, led to 9-11, led to a 19-year war in Afghanistan. A young teen may take up smoking or drinking because they want to fit in and want to be part of the crowd, want to feel like grown-ups, but yet 20 years later when they are grown-ups and that social anxiety is for the most part gone, the, the problem of smoking remains and maybe a problem of drinking. Take our present situation. Just six, six, six weeks ago we started uh, social distancing, the county and state governments handed down stay-at-home orders. It's our way of, of fighting this contagious virus, of seeking to contain it. And yet, I bet not many of you feel really any more secure right now because now the economy has collapsed. Millions have lost their jobs Anxiety, depression is on the upswing. We need to get back to work. We need to open things up again. We need to get back to church. But that, that creates a whole slew of other, other problems. What if it's too soon? What if the virus comes back in another wave? All our solutions seem to create new problems. Don't get me wrong, I'm... I'm thankful for brilliant doctors and talented economists and leaders who are trying to figure all of this out. Thank God our security doesn't depend on them. Our security depends on God. On our God who, as Luther said in the small catechism, invites us to call upon him in every trouble. Pray, praise, and give thanks. 
If we're to know peace, if we're to make it through this difficult time, if we're to know that living hope that Peter wrote of in today's epistle reading, then we need to be praying to God. And, and that's why during these next several weeks, we're going we're gonna to look week by week at Psalm 91. When you read that psalm, you're going to think, was this written with the pandemic in mind? Because here in Psalm 91, God doesn't hold out to us stay-at-home orders. He holds out to us his stay-at-home promises. So let's start with the first verse. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Now I want you to take a close look at the two names that are used for God in this text. First, he is called El Elyon, which means God Most High. This, this most often is the, the term used in context of worship and praise. It's, it's what the priests would call God as they offered their sacrifices, as they burned incense on the altars in the temple. It means that he is supreme, that he is above, beyond, over, and over all. He is the most high, El Elyon. Second, he is called El Shaddai, the Almighty. El, the name for the mighty, strong one, God. Shaddai, a word that comes from a root that that means or describes a mother nursing her children, a mother tenderly taking care of her little ones. Think of what that means as you put those things together, what that says about God. He is the Almighty. He certainly has the power to get us through all of these things, and yet he is also a tender, compassionate God, like a mother tenderly taking care of her children. El Shaddai, that is the God whom you and I meet in Jesus Christ. That's the God who loves us so much that he gave him his one and only son. That is the God that the Bible describes by saying that a, a bruised reed he will not break. And a faintly burning wick he will not quench. That is Jesus, the Almighty One, who is the tender, loving shepherd who leaves the 99 in the open country and goes and searches for the one who was lost, the shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep, who dies for us on the cross and yet is also the mighty one who rises again the third day, the conqueror of sin, death, and Satan. All that is contained in the words El Shaddai. Why is this important? Well, because, my friends, faults, gods, can't help us. Now, I don't want you to get me wrong. You and I need to practice the social distancing. We need to do everything we can to contain 
the spread of this virus. And as soon as possible, we need to get back to work. We need to open up our society and economy. We need to be back in church. We need to be earning a living for our family. But my friends, none of those things can give to you and me the security, the safety that we long for. Because you see, this virus, this failing economy, neither of them is the source of our worry and fear. Worry and fear come anytime you or I allow someone or something else to take God's place in our lives. Health, good health, it's a wonderful blessing, but it's not God. Who doesn't want to live in a prosperous society, but prosperity will never fill that God-sized hole in your life or mine. Good government, brilliant doctors, intelligent economists, those are all wonderful gifts of God, but they're not perfect. They're not the Almighty. Their solutions are best temporary fixes. Often their solutions, like ours, create other problems. Worry and fear come when you and I put our trust in ourselves. Worry and fear come when we think we can handle it. We can do it. We can fix it. Worry and fear come when we take the good gifts of God, whatever they may be, and make them our false gods, our idols. See, real security is found only in looking to the true God, to El Elyon, to El Shaddai. Let's, let's look again, let's listen again to that first verse. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Did you, did you hear that? That word shelter, that's, that word shelter means secret place. So what is this secret place of the, the Most High? Well, remember that that's the word, El Elyon, that is used for when we worship and praise God in the Old Testament. So what is the secret place of of worshiping and praising God, that you and I are supposed to dwell. Well, that's our quiet time. And we too often skip. That's that time when we sit down daily with God's Word. That's our prayer time. That's a time when we sit quietly with God and listen to Him and talk to Him. It's that place that Jesus talked about in in Matthew 6 when he said, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door. 
And pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. It's it's your time in God's Word, wherever that time is in your daily life. The psalmist calls us to live there. So it's that time when you you turn on the Internet and you, you, you watch the daily devotions being put out in your staff. It's times like this when you are here in worship or at home in your living rooms, worshiping together, going to Bible class together. Dwelling in the secret place of El Elyon. Look at what he promises when you do that. You will abide, he says, in the shadow of the Almighty. Wow. That word shadow is a wonderful word, too. It can mean to... Get into the shade on a hot desert or summer day. You Texans, you know what that means, what the value of shade to protect you from the heat. Or it can refer like the song that we just sang to young chicks hiding in the shadow of the mother hen's feathers, the mother hen protecting them, which ever one. You choose whichever image, whichever metaphor, they both work. See, God is inviting us to take shelter in his shadow. To come to him in prayer. To lean on the promises of His word. To walk, to abide, to remain. He says he wants us to know that if we're gonna if we're gonna find peace, if we're gonna find that that living hope, that security, it's gonna be found in him. So I want to challenge you today. For the every day for the rest of this pandemic, I want you to open your Bibles. And every day I want you to start praying Psalm 91, okay? I want you to, if you have different translations, then each day pray a different translation. As you do, I guarantee you're going to say, wow, is this written for us right now? Because God is going to invite you and me to come and put our faith, to put our trust in Him. And He's going to make real in our lives the promises of this psalm. Verse 2 is going to come to life. Let Let me read to you that verse. He says, I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. You know, and in the Old West, you travel through Colorado and Western United States, you're going to find all sorts of towns called Fort This, Fort That, because they built forts in various places in the West. And if you go to Europe, you're going to find castles everywhere. Well, when there was danger, when there was an attack by an enemy, the people moved into those forts. 
They sought refuge and protection behind the, the strong walls of the castle. What a picture of our God is provided for us here. He is our refuge, our protection, our security in every danger and need. Hard times will come. They'll still come. Attacks will happen. Difficulties and trials, diseases, viruses, and recession, they're all part of life in this world. But no matter what happens, God is our refuge. He's our fortress. He's our El Elyon, our El Shaddai, our Most High, the Almighty, the one God in whom we can trust, the one God who has loved you and me with an everlasting love. Jesus invites you and me at this time, our living Savior, crucified and risen, to come and to shelter in him, to be at home. With him. Now, as you do that, I want you to do something on your way into the fortress. I want you to tell your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends about him. Invite them to join you. Invite them to find with you protection, shelter in the shadow of El Shaddai. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting. Amen.